0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1682, an excerpt from the book, Reframe the Day, Embracing the Craft of Life One Day at a Time, by Adam M. Lowenstein. And I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick, reading you blogs or articles every single day of the year, but sometimes book excerpts like today. I've actually narrated an excerpt from Adam before, back in episode 1600, And I got another for you today. So, with that, let's get right to it as we optimize your life. An excerpt from the book, Reframe the Day Embracing the Craft of Life, One Day at a Time by Adam M. Lowenstein. Here's one admittedly odd way to balance work and life work like you're a parent of young kids. This sounds pretty strange, especially coming from someone without children. But what I've observed is that families with kids don't have much time, or I imagine energy, for things that don't satisfy one of two conditions. Number one, it has to be done. Or number two, it provides them and their families with real, meaningful value. They have to prioritize. They have to work deliberately and efficiently when they're at work. They don't have the option of staying late to catch up on emails because they spent the first three hours of the day on Twitter. They have to focus on what's most important and what matters. They have small humans counting on them being there at 5.30 p.m. The same is true at home. These theoretical parents of young children don't have time or interest in scheduling evening conference calls for the sake of scheduling evening conference calls. They don't have the time or interest in working relentlessly for the purpose of fooling themselves into a fleeting sense of accomplishment or productivity. Evenings, weekends, vacations, holidays, they know what matters and it isn't PowerPoint. Like any boundary, working with the urgency of having kids at home focuses the mind and closes off the impossible yet tantalizing possibility of doing it all. It makes it more difficult to justify obsessing over the small things that don't really matter in the long run. When we know we can't do it all, we have to choose. This is not a call to action for working more efficiently or trying to sneak in extra tasks after your hypothetical or real children are asleep. It's a call to action for working less, doing less, prioritizing, focusing on what's most important, and letting the rest go. Tweaking your priorities so what you care most about isn't the first thing you sacrifice by default. I'm sure actual parents can find plenty of ways to quibble with this imperfect analogy, and I'm sure they're right. I have no idea what it's like to raise a child, which is why I'm not giving parenting advice. I'm simply urging you to organize your days more deliberately, spend your time more intentionally, and free yourself from the mythical idea that any of us can do it all. Quote, clarity about what matters provides clarity about what does not. That's from Cal Newport in Deep Work. If you choose to prioritize the small things, you inevitably run out of time for the big things. Work, after all, expands to fill the time allotted for it. This fundamental attribute of human behavior was first captured in The Economist in November, 1955. The column that introduced the world to this notion known as Parkinson's Law, or at least put it into words for the first time, described a hypothetical elderly lady of leisure who spent an entire day crafting a postcard to her niece. This task, quote, would occupy a busy man for three minutes all told, end quote. But because this lady of leisure could spend all day writing the note instead of having to fit it into three minutes, it took the whole day to accomplish. Setting aside the painfully gendered stereotype of the busy man and the lady of leisure, this simple observation of a powerful truth has only become more relevant in an age of constant distractions fighting for our attention and tasks fighting for our time. Within reason, the more time you set aside for something, the more time that something will take. The less time you set aside for a project, the more efficiently you'll get it done. The unscientific law is the foundation of my unscientific observation about how co-workers with children seem to get their work done and still find time for the things that matter to them. They recognize the limits on their time and they work within those limits. They focus on and commit to doing the most important stuff first. This formula has worked particularly well for the software firm Basecamp. Company co-founders Jason Fried and David Heinmeier Hansen explained that Basecamp employees generally work a 40-hour week for much of the year, no matter what quote, if you can't fit everything you want to do within 40 hours per week, you need to get better at picking what to do, not work longer hours. That's from their recent book, It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work. Basecamp employees do what they need to do in the time they have. If they aren't able to accomplish what they expected, they change their expectations, not their schedules. Parkinson's law applies to more than office tasks. It could be finding an apartment, searching for a job, fitting in a workout seeing friends and family, really anything else. We can always do more than we think in less time than we think, and we have far more control over how we use that time than we think. This observation comes with a critical caveat, however. Planning your days with Parkinson's law in mind can make it dangerously tempting to set your expectations even higher and cram in even more tasks and commitments just because you can. That'd be a missed opportunity. Just because you can do more than you think doesn't mean you should. The power lies in leveraging Parkinson's law to make more time for the things that matter to you, not letting the less important stuff take up even more time or mental energy than it already does. Don't do more for the sake of doing more. Do more of what matters. Perhaps the elderly lady of leisure who spent all day writing to her niece had it right. By working like you have young kids or however you choose to think about it, you can leverage the power of Parkinson's law to make more time for the things that matter to you when specifically you find this time is less important than the fact that you make a conscious effort to find it sometime, somewhere, and with some regularity. Here's the fine print. No one can life hack or time manage their way to doing everything they want, yet an entire online universe promises that each one of us can unlock secret reserves of time, enough time to do it all, if we simply work harder and multitask better and hack our lives more craftily than anyone else. As Basecamp founders Freed and Hansen write, these hacks, quote, all reflect an obsession with trying to squeeze more time out of the day, end quote. But they rightly note, quote, rearranging your daily patterns to find more time for work isn't the problem. Too much to do is the problem. The only way to get more done is to have less to do, end quote. The next time you're lucky enough to look at tomorrow's calendar and see a day without meetings, or when you find yourself with a few moments on the subway or Waiting for a meal without any incoming stimuli? Resist the instinctive temptation to fill that blank space with something that will give you a false sense of productivity or importance. Instead, fill that time with something that matters to you, or perhaps with nothing. After all, as Winnie the Pooh reminds us, quote, doing nothing often leads to the very best of something. You just listened to an excerpt from the book Reframe the Day. Embracing the Craft of Life One Day at a Time by Adam M. Lowenstein. Like him, I am not a parent, except to a three-month-old kitten recently, and I'm not going to be one of those people saying that having a kitten is like having a child, but what I can say is that this makes a lot of sense in that I know when he's awake, he's going to demand attention, playtime mostly, but also I have to clean the litter box, feed him, pet him, make sure the room is cat-proofed, all that stuff, and that time has to come from somewhere. So now I've managed to fit that time into my schedule and still get my work done. So it's interesting how that works out. Now when I know he's gonna nap, I'm cranking out my work, but also trying to eliminate the stuff that doesn't matter. So good stuff from Adam. His book is out. You can grab a copy and visit his website, see his latest work and subscribe to his newsletter, Reframe Your Inbox at adaml.blog. That'll do it for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow for Minimalist Monday where your optimal life awaits.